Hi everyone, welcome to episode 21 of Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff, or Chaos for short. I'm your host, Zach Lyons, and my guest today is a guy who's been working really hard to make his own custom Kingdom Hearts Monopoly board, complete with 3D printed tokens, uh, special Kingdom Hearts related game mechanics, and specially designed money, and just like the video games, and it uh, like it looks really, really awesome. So, welcome to the show, Andrew Hankinson. Yes. I thought you had to pronounce that beforehand. Oh, no, that aim, I'll get worse. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me well, on, yeah. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you. It's, uh, like, this is an awesome project. I know. I, just, um, I didn't think it would go in this far. I think I'm working about a month and a half on it. <laughs> it just kind of yeah. just kept on wait, wait. growing and evolving. You've only been working on it for a month and a half. Like, you started this year. Yeah, uh-huh. just at the beginning of the year. Dang. Like, I was... I was looking at your uh, Twitter post recently and like just trawling through all of your updates because I only saw it recently and I thought it was something you'd been working on for a while. Like I saw your uh, well and, sketches and, for the pieces and stuff, and I'm like, like this looks pretty in depth. I thought you'd been working at it for several months. Well, I think it was initially it was just a kind of small wee project for myself. I was going to I was just making it just as a kind of household item for my home but then the more i went into it the more i kind of like okay i think i could improve in that and like evolve on like some of the game mechanics and then it just went into the full-fledged thing and it wasn't until maybe about um about a month into actual development that actually post started posting and yeah that's awesome so uh before we get too deep into that though i'll just ask you the questions to ask everybody who is on the show cool uh, first one is how familiar are you with kingdom Hearts series i would say it was fairly familiar i think if you asked any of my kind of non-kingdom hearts fans friends they would say that i was the go-to guy for like to explain yeah. all the lore i would say <laughs> fair enough um have you played are there any games you haven't played or have you just played a um, or so i think i've done the, the kind of more main console games like everything that's on the ps4 i've uh, managed to do the the stuff that i've probably not got my full head around is probably the union cross stuff i think i've got the kind of most okay. power the plot the the main plot storyline bits um, I've kept up with that, but as far as like going through like all the kind of Agrabah and like just we kind of mini bits, I would say I was ma- the there may be stuff that there was. There's probably stuff that I've missed out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. That's uh, completely reasonable of you. Hmm. And uh, safe to assume you played Kingdom Hearts three. Yes, I um, day one. <laughs> Very good, very good. And you beat it? Uh, I'm still working on it. Um, I think in the most. Ah. I, um, I'm, I've, I've, I think I've done the the. I've done the the main storyline, but oh, okay. I've got I've got, so I've got you, so you beat like the main story. You're just doing like post game stuff now. Or? Yes, I have. I'm just going back trying to find all the lucky albums, okay. and it's, it's so yeah, it's sure so fr- that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I beat the game, but I'm just uh, exploring and taking it all in some more. Hmm. Yeah, I know it's brilliant. I absolutely aim. I think the Caribbean's definitely been the best one for like going back and just exploring just doing like besides like the main storyline it's just incredible some of the detail on it yeah no it's it's like the caribbean and san francisco are definitely the biggest worlds which Mm -hmm. makes sense that they'd be some of the final disney worlds you go to but like Uh i think the cityscape of san francisco san francisco is just like not as easily traversed yeah, I mean, it, it feels a bit more clunky than the Caribbean. Like everything they did in the Caribbean works so well, and it gels mm-hmm. so well between the the ship combat and the walking on land and the swimming underwater is all really good. Whereas, mm-hmm. like I think the aerial stuff in San Francisco is just not quite as fine tuned. Mm-hmm. I guess aim with the Caribbean, you've got an actual map for the full world practically, so it's yeah, it's easier yeah, to kind of get reference points of like where you are in the world. Whereas with San Francisco. 
some of the buildings may look the same as like have I been here before or like what bits have I actually been to or have I missed <laughs> yeah especially yeah. when you have like uh, so many billboards and advertise like the in-game you know, stuff that just mm-hmm. is repeated like on this uh, is this the same high rise I saw us before well they've got the same billboard yeah on, I know exactly I think they're actually different <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah anyway uh, we've had two straight episodes of Kingdom Hearts 3 chat since the games come out so i think we'll we'll call it good there before we get too deep into that so back to kingdom hearts monopoly like in general do you like board games or are you are uh, a monopoly fan or uh, just inspiration struck one day and you're like hey this sounds like something cool okay so uh, there's uh, okay I'll, I'll go through each one of the aims sorry, so. yeah, that's like three questions <laughs> sorry um so okay and this, go. The, so the first one um, i'm a game board enthusiast aim um, i wouldn't go to the length of saying that I was a game board enthusiast like that specific title but I would say in the last year um, I've definitely got more involved with board games the kind of not the kind of common household ones like um, Monopoly, Twister, Scrabble sure. all those kind of ones kind of went more for the kind of um, not the not I wouldn't say less popular but the kind of more less mainstream ones yep, um, I so I, 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 been... I work at a board game cafe <laughs> so I feel you yeah, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, um, for the last year I've been kind of going to my pal's house, um, or they've came to mine on Tuesday nights, and it usually alternates to watching a film or playing a board game, and they're really good at introducing me to new board games that I've never played before, and I, I do I do like to give, um, I think, a go one so that I at least have some backup if I don't like it or if I do like it, but yeah, generally I, I, um, I, I seem to enjoy like the ones that they've shown me, I mean... I think the latest one that I tried out was the Mandarin. Um, okay, have you have you heard of it? Um, well, yeah, it was completely new to me as well. It's actually quite similar to Monopoly as well, actually. Um, so you have like a round board, and you've got to collect all twelve of the Chinese calendar animals. Oh, cool! And it works the same way. So if you land on a spot, then you own that, and if someone lands on that, then you have to pay them rent or whatever. I don't I don't understand the kind of lore behind it, like if it's actual rent <laughs> or if it's like. I don't know, years of your life, I don't know. Sure, sure. <laughs> because of the calendar, but... Um, no, yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, what was the next question? I can't remember. Sorry. It was, it was uh, are you a big Monopoly guy? Like, have you always yes, I would, I was... enjoyed Monopoly, or do, like, do you collect different versions of Monopoly? Well, that that's kind of one of the reasons I made this game. I've, I've, I've grown up with the classic Monopoly all my life with my sure, family yep. and stuff. Um, it's became a household name. And it's only been recently that I've actually tried some of the variations and stuff, I think. And I can't remember the last time I played it since, like, Hogmanay just there. But I played mm. the Lord of the Rings version, um, version yep. of um, Monopoly um, with my pals. <laughs> we did have a few drinks and we would just play Monopoly until the bells went off. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah, yeah. I but, uh, appreciate that. But no, it was great. We had the music on in the background from the films and played that. And That's just awesome. And really remember the ambiance. I love it. And yeah, I just loved that kind of the kind of nostalgic. Just thinking back in the the best moments of it, and like with the music, it helps it kind of um, enhance the experience. And I just kind of thought to myself, I don't have one for my house. I would love a Kingdom Hearts one. And I looked online. There wasn't one there. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make my own. Fair and, enough, yeah, and, that's awesome. And that's really just how it started. And um, originally, it was just going to be the minor things, like I would do the boards, the cards, and that's it. I wouldn't focus on. Like, I would just use the original hotels, houses, and money and stuff like that. I wouldn't like think about them or like add any mechanics. But when I went into it further, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to regret 
not finishing the full thing and stuff, so I just continued. Yeah, yeah, sure. And the more I got into it, I thought, okay, I feel like this is getting, actually going somewhere, and then that's where I kind of considered like posting on Twitter to just see if anyone else was actually interested and if it was worth um, investing more time to kind of enhance and better it. And, that's, that's fantastic. And, yeah, it's been great. I, I, it's, it's, I didn't expect the amount of support that has already came through and stuff. I was astounded by, like, some of the... Um, the amount of retweets and stuff, and it's been great with the Kingdom Hearts community just showing so much support. I think. Well, I mean, I tell you, I tell you what, I think there's like a a very specific niche there that you're hitting on, which is awesome. And and not just that, but people react to quality. Mm-hmm. I think more than just seeing something. Oh, that that's a neat idea, but it's you know looks kind of crap. Like mm-hmm. the, the, I think the reason yours has garnered so much attention is it looks like you've got so much attention to detail. It's not just a simple like palette swap. Like so many different Monopoly variations out there are like, like they've got the same. And perhaps this is just to keep yeah. in with the Monopoly brand. Like they have to do it for trademark reasons. But like it, it kind of frustrates me that like all the free parking looks like classic Monopoly free parking. Yeah, Why don't you make and the same with Jails. Yeah, like if it's a car. R- related one make it like a garage that a car's changed in like or uh fix it whatever you know mm-hmm. just I, like the corner spaces always look the same and again i get it because you want to keep monopoly looking like monopoly but it's supposed to be tailored to this thing so put a bit more effort into it, it just feels lazy and looking course. at your board it looks so good like well, the you. art overlays it's not just full like i love the detail of how each space that you land on it's not just like the a simple like jpeg slapped on there it looks high quality Mm-hmm. And like Destiny Islands has Sora, a picture of KH1 Sora on it, and he's overlapping just a little bit onto mm-hmm. the blast off or onto Go. Yeah. And like Mickey on Disney Castle, his ear is just overlapping on the space before. And I like how it's got that cohesion to it. It's not just rigid, it's yeah. fluid. I want, yeah, I definitely want to go beyond the, bo- the specific boundaries. Obviously, I'd keep like the original kind of assets of like monopoly just so it's familiar to like someone who's not really into kingdom hearts or something like that just so that mm-hmm. they know how a game of monopoly works but yes yeah, so i um i did i do like that the kind of almost kind of three-dimensional thing where it's like they're not like restricted to the box and can it can yeah yeah um but yeah no uh, thank you very much for the compliments yeah but i i, I generally didn't think I just thought it'd be another thing that'd be just rubbed off, but the amount of like attention is beginning is that like, oh, this is quite encouraging. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I can imagine if you've got a passion project, like you want to make it for yourself, <laughs> but then if it gets that like the people backing it, then you're like, wow, that's awesome. It's something other people want too, and they're enjoying it. And that I I can definitely see how that would encourage you to keep going. Yeah, definitely. And to improve. Yeah, it's definitely helped, and not just that, but like suggestions on like how to kind of improve it and stuff as well. I mean. I know there was like one instance where I had like one world um, in a slot, and by my logic, it worked. But people, some other people weren't getting it, and when they I, kinda, sorry, go ahead, finish your thought. And when they were explaining it, um, I kind of thought, okay, that kind of makes more sense. So I kind of moved it to the slot they suggested, and yeah, it just works the flow better, just going around the board. Fair enough. Yeah, no, there's something uh, that I want to ask. It's like, are you open to criticisms and uh, suggestions? Yeah, and definitely, like are, which is great. Um, now I've got images saved that I'm looking at that you've shared on Twitter that are like your initial look at the board, the entire board. Mm-hmm. And that was like something I was thinking like, Oh, these are really cool. But like, I feel like I'd switch some of the spaces around. Okay. And then there's a tweet you have after that sometime that says, Oh, I've taken on some, uh, suggestions 
and changed some board placements. Mm-hmm. And but I don't think you have updated uh, images posted of the full board yet. So like the final two, Park Place and Boardwalk. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. On your original, it's San Francisco and Scala Ed Kylum. Yes. Uh-huh. Which I think probably from your perspective, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like those are the last two worlds you go to in Kingdom Hearts 3. The first the first two board, uh, Mediterranean Baltic are Destiny Islands and Disney Castle because in Kingdom Hearts 1, those are the first two worlds you see and experience. Yeah. Whereas the San Francisco and Scala Ed Kylum are the final worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of where you were going? Yeah, that, that was actually specifically what I was referring to with AIM. It's actually yeah. with the, key, the, the, the Keyblade <laughs> Graveyard. So by my logic, the whole board, the order of it, goes from like Sora's Journey from Kingdom Hearts 1 to Kingdom Hearts 3. And by my yeah. logic, after the world ends with... Sorry, not that one. The world that never mm-hmm. was, the last world of Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2, it should fall on chronologically, chronologically when the game is released, Into Birth by Sleep. And I thought that was the kind of first experience of like the Keyblade Graveyard. And then it would go into the Kingdom Hearts 3 worlds. And then when people yeah. were saying to me, kind of wondered why the Keyblade Graveyard wasn't near Scala at Kylum. And I kind of... Yeah, and I, I can... I can totally see both sides of it. Uh, I, <laughs> I admit, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, why is San Francisco? It's Gala Ed Kyle. Like, <clears throat> I had the same thought, like, surely Keyblade Graveyard would work better there next to Gala. But uh, but then the more I looked at it, that's when I was like, oh, I know exactly what he's done. <laughs> so I can, I think the original mindset is, like, actually spot on, and that makes so much sense. Um, so I, th- I think originally there were supposed to be some of the Birth by Sleep worlds actually featured on the board. But it was getting to the point where like all the capacity of like spaces were getting filled and I had to yeah, kinda sure. I, I had to sacrifice like some of them so like for instance the Land of Dragons never made it into I kinda sac- um, replaced that with Beast Castle because Beast featured in the first game and I thought it'd be more relevant. I was gonna say compare the two and yeah, like Beast and Bell appear in and Be- Beast Castle appears in more mm-hmm. Land of Dragons is only in one. It's like Tarzan's world isn't on here, I see, and that's fine because it's yeah. only in the first game and it's not really important. Mm-hmm. I know I know Mushu was in the first game, but it was. It, it got down to yeah, Bass Tracks no, and I had to make a choice. Um, but No, I think that's a fair fair call. But um, yeah, I, it ended up being like I couldn't include most of the worlds from Birth by Sleep or from um, Dream Drop Distance. So in this kind of game, I kind of focused on Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, and Kingdom yep. Hearts 3, really. There's a few wee nods, though, to like the other games like um, Union Cross and Dream Drop Distance, and I've included them in the kind of actual cards themselves, so I made a point to reference every single world that's been in the Kingdom Hearts game, um, just so there was some involvement, yeah. That's, that's great. Like, give the ones that have more prominence and importance throughout the series and the board, and then give mm-hmm. the other ones attention in the cards that's great yes i uh-huh. also like that's a, it just again so much of what i like about it is the attention to detail like it's not chance in community chess obviously because it's tailored to this game it's sea salt ice cream and yeah. papu fruit and that's great that's perfect i love it i know i know i am as soon as i thought of it i mean I, I was i was really struggling to try and figure out what to do for them and originally when i just first started out they were just going to be normal chance and community chess cards with just like kind of hard sure. stuff on the other side but when I got into the thing, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna customize everything. I was trying to think of ideas, and I, I really struggled with it. So I was thinking of stuff like um, light and darkness, which I ended up using for the utilities. Um, yeah, and I think that works really well having light and dark for utilities. And then I thought maybe like good and evil, or like heroes and villains. And I just thought they 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 went, they wouldn't like connect with the fandom. I would say they would almost a wee bit like, as you were saying, like from a kind of generic monopoly variation they're quite mm. more with a brand rather than going 
going with the fandom kind of thing. So as soon as I kind of thought of one of them, I was like, oh, these these two are very prominent throughout the franchise. So I thought that, um, they're not going to have a part on anywhere else. I can't really yeah, kind of do them with. important and meaningful symbols. Yeah. Are throughout, ongoing for sure. And uh, yeah, I just thought they need to have some involvement somewhere. And I couldn't put them in the in the chance cards as far as like the text content. So I thought, okay, I'll just put them on. Um, I'll put them on the front. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's great. Yeah. Like, just thinking about it, the first thing I could think of is like community chest. Well, you could put a Kingdom Hearts yes, chest uh-huh. and on it. I, I had but, to, like, yeah, I had. I don't know what a counterpart to that would be. <laughs> that 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 Small was chested big chest. That was my issue as well. So I think I thought of like other Kingdom Hearts ones. So like, for instance, like save points and Moogle spots. But I did. Oh, yeah. But I didn't think they kind of resonated with the story as much as compared to these two. And sure, um, sure. I just I just think think they were just as exciting as that. They just kind of seemed like the typical thing some people might go for. And it was the same with the community chest. That was going to be the kind of typical treasure chest from Kingdom Hearts. And I just thought that yep. I think anyone would just go for that. So I just wanted to find something that was like would balance each other and one, it wouldn't be like community chest and then try and find something that's um, similar to a question mark. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think that's. I think what you've got there is works brilliantly. Yeah, but no, I, I thought they went well, and I thought I was trying to think of like how they'd look as well, and I thought with the power proof route, it's in Destiny Island, so it's like the sea, and with like the sea salt ice cream, it's the kind of sunset background, like because it's prominently on the Twilight Tower with Axel Sheon and Roxas. But yeah, that's that was pretty much. <laughs> And uh, I, another thing I really like is the uh, the railroads being like prominent hub worlds. So we've got uh, Radiant Garden, Twilight yep. Town, Daybreak Town, and Traverse Town, and, and Traverse Town. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's really good, just because again, hub worlds like they serve as like meeting grounds throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know for if different people... collections of characters, and I think that's again just it makes sense in parallel to train stations. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And yeah, I think it was just the same kind of point from before. Because it was quite restricted with spaces, I couldn't include a lot of worlds. And I just kind of thought, if I used them for like for objects instead of worlds, then it would be even less more restricted like, in not showing off the worlds of Kingdom Hearts like, through the franchise. So I thought I'd use them. Although um, I need to kind of figure out... I have had um, two test runs recently, and for Kingdom Hearts fans who know like what these worlds distinctly are through the games, they know the hub worlds, but to someone, yep. someone else... I have noticed that they have had slight confusion, so I'll need to try and figure out a way to kind of make them more emphasized, just so that yeah, no, they're more distinctive. I guess I have two thoughts on that. On one hand, that makes total sense, and you want to make it accessible to other people. On the other hand, I'm like, who's going to buy Kingdom Hearts Monopoly aside from Kingdom Hearts fans? <laughs> well, the the, the, ho- the hope is that, um, yeah, uh-huh, uh, definitely, the, the, the main appeal audience is going to be Kingdom Hearts fans, but I'd like to think that possibly, like, even just like taking the video games as an example, people who are fans of like Final Fantasy or fans mm-hmm. of Disney might take an appeal to it, or people, friends that have been like constantly been <laughs> been heckled by, like me, for instance, I've been heckling my friends to play it for years on the lead up. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so it might give them a chance just to see what's actually involved without actually going to the game. And, like, and once they see it, yeah, it's like, oh, well, actually, a point. Yeah, it's, like, a it's like a gateway to Kingdom Hearts yeah. playing the game. And as I said, I've included stuff like in the cards that's not on the board, just so it gives them an idea of what who's actually involved. So, like for instance, um, one hundred and one Dalmatians isn't on the board, but I've done a thing like saying you found all ninety nine of the Dalmatian puppies collect one hundred and one money. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's very clever. Yeah. I like it. 
I like I'm super eager to see more of the cards honestly because uh you've shown a couple off like there's the take challenge to take a selfie that rivals Sora's poses or something mm-hmm. you get yes, money uh-huh. for that yeah, um, that, that, that's a completely new game mechanic that I've added. Um, I just kind of thought, I think the kind of stereotypical thing with Urban Monopoly is that um, most people generally don't end the game happy. <laughs> so yeah, was, yeah. So <laughs> the, it's usually the, the winner like boasting because they've won and then all the rest of the players are just miserable and they end up flipping the board. So <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome. And also, like, I just imagine if there's lots of different, lots of uh, Kingdom Hearts fans out there playing Kingdom Hearts Monopoly and then like that could just become like a thing is like take a Sora selfie with you and your friends playing this game and it would just be uh, like a cool thing to see people doing and I just I love it oh yeah implementing a game mechanic into the board game (laughs) Uh the idea behind it so you've got your your typical kind of Monopoly cards um, that are from like the original so for instance I'm trying to think so yeah, so for instance, you've got like the beauty pageant cards. It's like um, you've won a beauty pageant contest, collect um, yeah. 10 pounds. In this scenario, it's like you're the fairest of them all, except from Snow White, obviously. Collect you're um, the 10. First, what, Snow White? You're the fairest of them all, apart from Snow White, oh, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so I've done stuff like that just to kind of give a wee twist to like the original cards. But on top of that nice. are the challenge cards, as you mentioned, which are the kind of, I think the aim with them were just to kind of make it a more of a, a bit, just enhance the kind of social experience with it. Sure. That um, friends can have a laugh rather than just go through the board, just, <laughs> just kind of count. Yeah, count, count, Monopoly. count. <laughs> Playing Monopoly with a different skin is, isn't always that exciting, right? Yeah. You want to add something to shake it up, make it yeah, more interesting. Of course. And I think, like, yeah, um, if people like feel like they're like, okay, I've got no chance, he's got all the property cards, I'm not going to win, I'm just kind of counting the rows before I go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, these cards will kind of bring a bit of a lightweightedness to them. So, as you said, there's like the selfie one. There's there's a card that's like make the other players laugh to power up Monstropolis. Let me try and think of what the other ones were. I think there's one that's like do an impression that would make Genie proud of like one of the Disney characters or Kingdom Hearts characters. Nice. I'm trying to think of other week challenges because I think that the aim um, from like the the first two tests that I've had with it. They're, they're the things that the, my friends were um, actually complimenting the most about it. They thought they were really fun and engaging. Very cool. That's, again, something you don't see in typical Monopoly, so I <laughs> think that's awesome. It's great to think of something unique and exciting to shake it up. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. One of the other things I want to ask you about with the, the new mechanics is the Wayfinder. Yes. I saw uh, you posted about that, too. You've, uh, we'll get into this in a minute, but like this awesome 3D-printed Wayfinder to go along with all the other 3D-printed stuff you've got. Mm-hmm. But again, we'll talk on that in a minute. Uh, tell me about the Wayfinder. What does it do? Okay, so the idea is um, I've got like the two dice, and they've been altered as well. So instead of like ones, you get hearts. Yeah. So they still they still are a value of one. So like if you rolled like a four and a heart, then it would be five um, that sure. you'd move and stuff like. That. But if you happen to roll a double heart, then you would obtain the Wayfinder, and it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's with the banker or with another player. If you roll the double heart, you obtain the one wayfinder. Cool. And the idea behind it is um, if you land on someone else's property and you owe them rent, you can use the wayfinder to stop that and you don't have to pay rent. Or if you are sent to the dark world or aka jail in this aim um, and the monopoly thing, you can use the star to go to the just visiting week in a segment but or the betwixt in between yes <laughs> i was trying to remember what i got i called it that, that's been, i've got the image right in front of me <laughs> all right um, no, but i've been i've been admiring it basically the whole time we're talking <laughs> of that brilliant 
but yeah, I have. I think I'd, I kind of took inspiration from like a few other games. So, like for instance, the Disney Monopoly. It had like a kind of exclusive object. It was like Tinkerbell, and it would protect you. And I was nice. and I was thinking of what this one would do. Um, I can't I can't actually remember what Tinkerbell did. I'm pretty sure she did something else, another kind of game mechanic. But the idea with it, the Wayfinder, was that the whole kind of game lore is Aqua gives it to Ven and Terra in order to help them, help protect them if they're ever in trouble. Yeah. So that's the idea with this that. Your friends come and help Remind you. Remind them of their friends. Yeah, and helps you and protects you if you're like in trouble, like you have to pay rent. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. It's funny just, just saying Tinkerbell there. It makes you think like because her summon, she's like the one of the most useful summons in Kingdom Hearts One and Two. Oh, definitely. So it'd be yeah. cool to have. It'd be cool to have her as a Papu fruit or a sea salt ice cream card and mm. have her be like have her be like the get out of jail free card because you know she keeps you at one health and she's constantly healing you, right? So yeah. Uh-huh. Keep you from falling to the dark world or something one time. Yeah, I, I was kind of wondering. I think um, I think I've got her in Peter Pan as a kind of as a chance card and stuff. But um, Peter Pan's in his own kind of wee slot on the board for Neverland. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did originally include her on the kind of wee middle part of the board, but I think I probably just need to. Oh, fi- sure. I need to find a better render. I would say because all of the characters on there are from Kingdom Hearts 3 at the moment and... Um, yeah, well, it makes sense to have the best quality renders from the best quality, <laughs> graphically speaking, game. Uh, and so, yeah, I included her in Germany Cricket because they're kind of iconic, kind of almost... Besides Mickey Mouse, they're quite iconic mascots of Disney as well, so... Sure, sure. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll need to think about it, but um, I'll need to kind of see um, if I can find a better kind of image of her to put in the middle, but I would like to try and do that. So in place of houses and hotels... Uh, I think you've got Gummy Ships and Mysterious Tower? Yes. Uh-huh. That was another tricky one, trying to kind of figure out a kind of substitute for them. Because I was trying to think... I was going to say, what's the inspiration there? Because it's uh, like, houses, you build enough houses and then you can build a hotel. That makes sense. But the mm-hmm. that's something that got me a little bit. was like, oh, that one doesn't gel quite as well, I don't think. the Going from Gummy Ships to a tower. The tower yeah. makes sense. Like, that sounds like a great... Uh, stand in for the hotels but i have no idea what i would put instead of gummy ships yeah i i, I just i kind of went over the kind of idea of like it has to be a building of some kind for both of them and I, the more i kept on thinking about it i was like you know why it's just getting too restrictive and as much as like the whole rent thing um i have seen a few variations like for instance the ghostbusters version which is oh let me try and think so like the for the houses it's the trap as in the kind of ghost trap and okay. and for the the hotel, it's the actual Ghostbusters building. Oh, nice and stuff like that. And I just kind of thought, yeah, okay, enough. it's not as limited um, to buildings as that one. And I just kind of thought I was trying to think. Um, uh, the tower is definitely iconic. It's featured through many of the games. And I was just trying to think of another building that was icon, uh, just as iconic as that, but just smaller. <laughs> but I couldn't. Yeah, no, fair enough. I had I had thought of like a few ones like for instance the accessory shop in Traverstown, but I didn't know if people I didn't know if people would be able to recognise it when yeah, it's that small. I don't think it's quite as iconic a building, eh? Yeah, and yeah, I was just trying to think of something else, and it was it was very tricky. But everyone had been t- wanting a gummy ship, so like for the tokens, um, I saw a few comments of people like saying, "Oh, I want the gummy ship as a piece," so I couldn't go about the thing. And I was just kind of thinking, if I do gummy ships, it's going to probably have to be like different coloured ones because if it's one, yeah. So I just kind of thought, okay, um, I can't use them as tokens. Why not use them as um, the house pieces instead? Mm. And yeah, I, I think the kind of 
I know I know what the whole idea with the kind of rent, but I think that um, just the that they're quite an iconic shape and stuff that it still works. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. I absolutely agree. Uh, like I said, it's one of those things where at first I was like, oh, a ship to a castle. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I can't think of anything better. And they're both very recognizable I, for fans. I, I, so. I'm trying to think of some sort of kind of lore that would go behind it. So the idea is <laughs> that maybe like the times that you actually visit the, the, the world and then... There are moments where you like depart from the mysterious tower with the gummy ship, like there's in mm-hmm. uh, at the end of zero point two slash the beginning of Kingdom Hearts three during uh, the two point nine cutscene. I think that was something like, behind it, yeah, um, because yeah, I always kind of thought that Yen said sent off. Go find Hercules, and you're like, sweet, off to Olympus, and you see them shoot off from the mysterious tower. Yeah, maybe it could be some sort of protection, like Yen said and Sora mm-hmm. always looking over the worlds or something, or I don't know, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was another thing there like I just thought that like just looking at the board pictures again one of the orange spaces is the mysterious tower <laughs> so it's it like, is, yeah. you could build the mysterious tower on the mysterious tower Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought well maybe that, that space could be used somewhere else well the mysterious tower world could be one of the hub worlds but then you'd have to take one of the others out maybe you could replace mysterious garden or mysterious uh, tower and put it in place of radiant garden as a hub world and make radiant garden and hollow bastion the utilities instead of light in the darkness mm-hmm. and because there's no hollow bastion right it's actually raiding guard but they're two sides of a coin so i thought oh maybe that'd be kind of neat mm-hmm. but then at the same time looking at it i think having the light and the darkness are really good contrast instead of just having a board full of locations yes uh-huh. it's like that's why i like that's why i like having the paupu fruit and the sea salt ice cream because they stand out like chance and community chess do yeah just like the light and darkness stand out like the utilities do they're not just another location Mm -hmm. so that's how my mind went it's like move this here move that there oh you could do these instead but no actually i think it's better how it is (laughs) yeah i I definitely agree i like how it kind of splits up some of the worlds so you're not just constantly polluted by worlds and overwhelms um yeah. And and if I had in my way, um, if there was enough spaces, um, I would have like had like the stations as something else. But it was trying to think of something um, as iconic to put in those spaces as well. I did think sure. of I did think of actual transport. So again, like the gummy ship. But after that, I couldn't really think as of any other kind of transport that was as iconic as that throughout the franchise. I mean, yeah, it's like I mean, the two main modes of transportation are the gummy ship and the corridors of darkness. Yeah, and exactly. It doesn't really work as a tangible physical item you could print and pick up. Yeah, definitely. And I did have ideas of transport, so like the Keyblade Glider, Mickey Star Shard, and a few other ones. But I just, yeah, I just didn't think they really stood out as much as like the gummy ship, and yeah, and sure. already had a slot for the darkness. So I think it would just be confusing if I had two. Like the the corridors to darkness and then just the realm to darkness. So I've got <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's uh, really good. I think it works. Actually, just thinking about it, I've got three slots that I kind of dedicated to the darkness. I've got like the darkness for the utility. I've got go to the darkness, and then I've got the dark worlds. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay. I think yeah, they're fine. So I think aim a fourth one would be about aim too much. <laughs> I just realized you don't have a space for Kingdom Hearts. Is there a card with Kingdom Hearts on it? I kind of thought the logo in the middle would have been sufficient. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> you know me. I, I mean, like the the location. Well, the the the, the entity that is Kingdom Hearts, the big I, glowing I, heart moon. I had thought of that, but I just kind of feel like Kingdom Hearts is always at the end of every game, and yeah, if it, it would just try, be trying to find the right bit. I think uh, just off the top of my head, the 
if you were to place it, it might work in free parking instead of 100 acre wood. But then I'm like, no, 100 acre wood is perfect for free parking. So it's again, like I have this idea, but no, you've got it. You've trust your instincts, man. Just <laughs> take, so, take uh, criticism and uh, suggestions on board. Think about it. But I think you've got a pretty good feel for it, honestly. I'm trying to think what free parking was before I changed it because I know Winnie the Pooh was originally supposed to be like next to Aladdin's world, like in the blue section and stuff. Um, mm. But then when I was thinking about it and trying to see if I could put some more worlds into the kind of slots, I just kind of thought, no, actually, 100 acre wood's not been touched by like darkness. And free parking is usually the place where you go and rest and you're not affected by rent yeah. or anything. So I thought, okay, no, that's a perfect slot for 100 acre yeah, no, wood. 100%. So, so I aim, I put that there. I'm actually, I was speaking to a friend yesterday and we were just talking about ideas for a, potentially a week in a concept trailer or something like that. And one of his ideas was to actually use that slot for, this has been a kind of rule that's been going on in my family. Um, it's, I don't know if like anyone else uses this rule, but if there's any bills to pay, like if you land on a tax slot or if you mm-hmm. have a card that says like you have to pay this bill, what my family used to do is we'd put all the money into the middle and then if you landed on free parking, you would collect yep, all the money. Is that, a, is, is that a well-known rule? Because I, 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 I have looked that up because that's one of those things that like everybody seems to know about. Like Even from the days before hmm. the internet, everybody did that, or everybody at least knew somebody who did that. Yeah. But I've checked, and it's not actually in the rules. It's not. Yeah. It's just like one of those things that somehow, through word of mouth, everybody does. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. No, and I, yeah, no, that's, that's exactly. Like, if there's fees you have to pay, either on the board or from the cards you pick up, mm-hmm. instead of going to the bank, they go to the middle, and whoever lands on free parking gets it. Mm-hmm. It's a house rule, it's a variant, it's not official, but so many people do it, and I'm very familiar Yeah, with sure. and because it is, it's, it, it's so exhilarating when you, if you're the one to land on there and there's a big pile of it, and it's like, yes, finally. Yeah, oh, 100%. And then when you, like, you're eight spaces away and you roll a seven, ah. Yeah, I know. You again? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Oh, by the way, I am. I, I should say, um, I, I I do have an idea of the kind of New York one. Is, the, is it the New York one you're referencing? Sorry, or is it? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the space on the standard Monopoly board just before free parking is New York Avenue. All right, no worries. I'm I'm used to the London one. So, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. of course you are. That makes sense. But I, I get what you're saying anyway. Yeah, how you land on like one of the red spaces instead of there, and it's like oh. <laughs> yeah, it's the red space just after the orange space just before. It's always how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then the person who's currently leading it's free parking, and you're like, Ugh. Oh, I know. Yeah, okay, they've won. Flip. <laughs> you don't need it. Time to flip the board. <laughs> <laughs> Time to take a selfie. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they said that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, that was actually something else. Uh, just looking at these, uh, like paying things to the middle of the board. So you've got Scrooge on the first side, like on the first length of the board where the uh, pay 10% or $200 would usually be Uh and Scrooge is perfect there and then at the end there's the luxury tax and you've got Luxord Uh and I think that's really great because they both start with L-U-X but aside from that I'm not so sure what was that you said what what did they start with L-U-X luxury tax oh that didn't click on to me sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was intentional Uh, (laughs) (laughs) thinking that way I'm like Lushu L-U-X-U yeah Lushu (laughs) retax but no um, the other thing with Luxord is I guess in KH2 when he's like taking all the gold medallions and stuff yeah well, that's another kind of game mechanic that I've kind of changed. So originally you would just pay the tax if you landed on there and that would be it. Yeah. But with this one, I've kind of added more of a challenge with them. So 
Um, okay, so it looks sort of challenge space. So at the moment, let me. I'm, I'm trying to remind myself. So the the rules are for either of them, you have to roll eight or more, or you pay the amount okay. that's on that slot. So you get the chance to get walk away with it without having to pay the tax. But oh, okay. uh, but if you get less than eight, then you have to pay the tax. I like that. It, uh, looks like it's all about playing games and gambling, yeah. right? So that makes sense. Yeah, I think I, like I think they're both in similar minds. They're like a challenge, and yeah, so. That's why I kind of like, went for that. Yeah. Scrooge being on the first one where you pay this much or ten percent tax, like I think that's great. Like, uh, if even if he was just exactly the same, like pay this much money or tax mm-hmm. on your total and uh, whatever you have in total, like I think that works because that fits so well with Scrooge's character. But um, mm-hmm. whereas the challenge, I think, works really well with Luke Sword. Yeah, well, that sounds good actually. Yeah. I, I didn't even know about like the percentage thing. I think I've just kind of misplaced it. So there was like a ten percent. Oh yeah, yeah. On on the first run of the board, uh, the it's either pay two hundred dollars or ten percent. I think it's ten percent. All right. Of your okay. total what you own, and that's like all the money that you have and the worth. Of, it's it's actually kind of a terrible mechanic. <laughs> what do you think about? Because you have to count up all of your money and you have yeah. to count up all of your properties and say this is how much my net worth is. I can. And if it's less, like the only reason it's helpful is at the beginning of the game when you are likely to have less than two thousand dollars worth of assets. Yeah, because ten percent of two thousand is two hundred. So if you're paying more than that, you just pay the two hundred bucks. Uh-huh. So later in the game, you just dump two hundred bucks and it's fine. But if you're low on funds, like if you're really struggling and you've only got five hundred bucks, you'd rather pay fifty dollars than two hundred. So that's where the ten percent comes in. Well, that sounds good. Um, so that's that's like a proper mechanic. It's always been there. Cool. So again, I think that fits with Scrooge. As a money hoarder, <laughs> yeah, I definitely like the idea of them being two separate challenges and stuff. Um, yeah, no, I think that's good. I think my friend um, during the test run was saying that it was originally supposed to be like if you roll seven or more, and he was pointing out, okay, seven is the most the most rolled kind of yeah, number, and he, he, he was saying rolled out of any number with two dice, and he was suggesting, okay, go, maybe go up to eight or more because seven is just commonly and. The whole idea is yeah, to, for sure. As much as much as a kind of morbid thought for like a kind of Disney game, the whole point of the game is um, as you proceed is to make people bankrupt. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, fair enough. But yeah, no, definitely about the the ten percent thing. I think it'd be a kind of good thing to just make them different so they weren't exactly the same. I think the different price, so like it's three hundred for Lux and a hundred for Scrooge because he's not as evil as Lux. At it. <laughs> yeah, no, for but, sure. But yeah, that sounds good. I think um, you kind of remind me of something when you were saying about like adding up like what the kind of ten percent was of your funds. A new yeah. a new thing with the powers originally in the normal game, it would be like four times the amount on your dice if you landed on one of them, and oh, yeah. a person owned them. But and it would be ten it would be ten times the amount on the dice if you own both. If you own both. Um, in this case, I've done it to seven times if you've got like one of the cards, and then uh-huh. th- and thirteen, and 13 times. Other? Yep. Uh huh. Perfect. That's as soon as he said seven, I was like, I know what he's doing, and yep. I love it. Uh-huh. That's I had, awesome. I had, I, I had thought, okay, um, darkness is at seven. Should I make the aim? Um, should I make it twenty if they have both? So it makes darkness and light. But I thought, uh, sure. okay, that that may be too much <laughs> for people. <laughs> I don't know. The, like, the, 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 if, you, the, if you roll the highest you can, twelve. Twelve <laughs> times twenty is only like two hundred forty bucks. So that's still not bad. I know, but still, it's a bit, it's quite harsh. I think. Sure, sure. Yeah. So it would be seven times for the light and thirteen times for the dark, and then yes. twenty if you have both. 
Right. Oh no! Oh no! Um, so at the moment, it's um, it's seven for one and thirteen for 13 both. Thirteen if you have both. Yeah, but um, you're saying if you did the twenty, that's how it'd be, right? Yes. Uh huh. But yeah, I think yeah, that sure. that would just be too much. <laughs> yeah, I I can I can see both sides of it. I, either way, I love doing the seven light and thirteen dark. That's great. Mm-hmm. I might think about it because, as I said with the thing, it may it may make the game quicker. So I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Looking at more spaces again because you've swapped some around, like putting the Keyblade Graveyard next to Skull at Kylum. Yes. I don't uh, know what else you may have changed or updated, but other things that I saw, or like the magenta ones after the Dark World, you've got Halloween Town, Atlantica, and Neverland. Mm-hmm. And again, that makes sense for like order of visiting them. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to try and group them in different ways, the Caribbean would probably go really well with Atlantica and Neverland because they've all got the, the water yeah. and ships in the art. Uh huh. Again, I, th- I think I really like the way you structured it for following the path of the adventure rather than theming them like that. Mm-hmm. But that's just something that's standing out to me. Actually, the... wait, actually, that you mentioned that, um, with the Caribbean in the second one, you get the Peter Pan summon, and then with the third game, you get that aerial summon. So they do have more in common yeah. as uh, well. Yeah, that's there you go. They are connected. Yeah. And then Halloween Town would could just go over there next to the Pride Lands and Space Paranoids. Mm-hmm. My my line of thinking, it would kind of go with Space Paranoids because Halloween Town and Tron, like Nightmare Before Christmas and Tron are both, I think, underdogs. Like they're both worlds you wouldn't have expected to see, but they work really well. And they both have two sides to it. You've got Halloween Town and Christmas Town, and then you've got Space Paranoids and The Grid. I'm the opposite. I think the the two of the best worlds. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. I think they're wonderful worlds, but like... Before, if you're saying I'm making a game with Disney Worlds in it, you wouldn't think that they're going to include Tron. Oh, right. So, yeah, the least expected. Yeah. uh Such a long shot because it was like Paramount. It was done through Disney, but also Paramount. Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. strictly Disney. So, that was a bit. They they just seem like long shots for Worlds to be included. Mm -hmm. I think they're wonderful in the games. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like that—that that kind of parallel is what I'm looking at. I have to say, for Kingdom Hearts Three, I was hoping for a Jack Skellington summon. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. People are just... saying they wanted Halloween Town to come back for King Hearts. Oh no, 3. no. I'm like I think they've told the story they needed to tell. No, definitely. But I think. How do I... you think about Jack Skellington's summon? That'd be great. My 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 logic going behind like the trailers and stuff like that, and yeah, I would agree. Um, Halloween Town's had its time. They explained like the the plot of the movie in the first film, and then explained it again in the second. Yeah, exactly. And, like, <laughs> and... I think what they did in the second was okay because they yeah. took you to Christmas Town, and that was enough to make it interesting and fresh. But uh-huh. yeah, they basically did the same plot twice. Um, so but, they didn't need to do more there, I agree. No, exactly. But I definitely like that, um, the kind of Tim Burton attribute, and I think Nomura said it was one of his favourite worlds at the time as well, but my thought process um, when seeing the other summons for Kingdom Hearts 3, they were very elemental, so like Ariel was water, Simba was fire, Wreck-It Ralph was kind of more electricity, and I just thought if they had like a light and a dark one, um, Jack Skellington mm. would be perfect for like the dark, going with the whole fear, and um, it wouldn't be yeah, like it wouldn't yeah, be definitely like they've they've got the dream eaters for the light, the, yeah, the spirit. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, how that would fit in there. And I just thought him, um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like terrifying and stuff. It'd be a kind of fun, like he's scaring like all the kind of oh yeah, the heartless exactly. and stuff. Jack yeah, is, like only scary when he wants to be, but yeah. it'd be great. But yeah, it didn't come. And he so. should unlock <laughs> Monstropolis because that's where they do all the scaring. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, definitely. That would be- <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a hugely missed opportunity now. Mm. Um, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still content with the game anyway. Oh, I, oh, for I, sure, I for love sure. it. I love <laughs> it. But, but I would have liked Jack. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> the long and short of it is that I think this is really awesome, and I'd love for it to be a real thing. Uh, mm. So that that leads me into my final question: Is 
think I saw you post about this, but have you tried contacting Hasbro Gaming or Square Enix or Disney to like pitch to them at all? Or so, are you afraid of getting a cease and desist letter? <laughs> or no. do you not worry about that because it's not something you're trying to sell and profit off of? Well, I'm, I'll definitely be mentioning them because I've just... As I said, this um, this board game was originally for me and stuff like that, and I, I, I was I, it was just going to be for my own household. But then I kind of started to realise there was so many folk out there that wanted a board game, whether it be the chessboard or like something um, else. Like, and I just kind of thought, okay, this seems like a kind of opportunity, and there's such a good fan base that wanted desperately. So I thought, okay, I'll go for it. And it's I, I'm going. I will. I will be mentioning it at some point. I can't say it would be soon because at the moment I'm just kind of test running it and making. Oh, sure. Out. You want to fine tune. You want to make sure it's a good pitch, right? I'm 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 perfecting it, and at the moment I've printed like draft copies of it just now, just so I can make notes on and just see how it plays. Sure, sure. But ultimately, I will be making the kind of full on set. I'll begin the the design on a board. I'll be getting the cards like accurately printed and just all fine tuned and even doing the box as the kind of final thing as well. I was going to say, I see that flicking through the pictures I've saved of it, I think, is that, do I see a rule book there? Yes, I've done an instruction, but I haven't really kind of shown it off, but it, yeah, it just goes over the yeah, kind it's, of... Yeah, it's just kind of in one of the pictures, like there's a, it's a picture of the board with a couple tokens on it, the, the painted gummy ships and mysterious tower, it's got mm-hmm. the wayfinder, it's got printed sheets of the money without them being cut out and the cards without being cut out, and it's just got a bit of the manual there and it's just a really good look at everything so far <laughs> so yeah the the, the, me- the wee booklet's pretty simple so like inside the first spread is just a picture of the board and just giving you an idea of like what all the different pieces are like the money the wayfinder and then eh, i'm trying to remember the next two spreads are like just detailing all the gameplay attributes well the, the original gameplay and the additional ones that i've added yeah and sure sure and I, I decided this like after kind of doing it, but I've also added two more spreads for like non Kingdom Hearts fans or for fans that need to kind of refresh um, descriptions of each world, just so they have an idea of how Sora's kind of interacted and what's ha- what's actually happening in each world. Nothing spoilerific. Yeah, no, that's cool. Nothing that spoils anything like for people that haven't played Kingdom Hearts three or whatever, but enough to kind of give them an idea of like what's actually happening in those worlds and maybe kind of clue them into actually playing the game, the video games themselves as well. Sure. I'm also, as I'm flicking through these pictures, I'm like, there's one more thing I was going to mention about the money. Is how I've talked about your attention to detail and how much I love it. And one other thing on that I wanted to talk on was the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I thought, like, oh, that's a really nice design you've got. It gels with the, like, you've got kind of a checkerboard pattern for the background of it. Yes, I kind of went for like the rocks of thing, yeah. All the checkerboard that Nomura's been into with the Kingdom Hearts 3 designs. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm just noticing that like each one like there's one five ten twenty fifty hundred and five hundred as with normal Monopoly, mm-hmm. but I notice that each of them have different symbols. So the one money has a keyhole, and five has the uh, heartless symbol. Ten yeah. has the Kingdom Hearts heart, and they've got a Keyblade key, and then a the Union Cross key symbol. Yeah, <laughs> and then the Nobody symbol, and then the Crown. Like each money has a different important symbol on it, and yeah. like that's. Again, just such good attention to detail. I love it. I th- yeah, I thought. I thought. So obviously, they've been printed on different colors, so it's easy to differentiate yeah. them. But the, the wee symbols—they're not really to differentiate, even though they do. But it's just more of an aesthetic, just to kind of just just to play around with the fandom and like the kind of iconic symbols that are throughout the the game yeah. as well. It's like an Easter egg. Yeah. Uh huh. Pretty much. I love it. And then the the player tokens you're uh, planning on three D printing are like oh, the, the chessboard yes. pieces, right? 
So at the moment, I've got eight lined up. So I've got, like, it's the chess pieces that are from Kingdom Hearts 3 that each piece symbolises, like, one of the characters from the kind of main storyline. So at the moment, I've got four pieces that are for light. I've got Sora, Riku, Kairi, and Mickey, mm-hmm. um, which are white and silver. And I've got the villain pieces, which are Master Xehanort, the Xemnas, and some Seeker of Darkness, and the the fourth Vanitas. one, the, the, yeah, um, I chose Venetis because I just thought it was just a better looking um, chess piece compared to the other ones, and yeah, I thought sure. he was he was probably. I had thought of using Young Xehanort and stuff, but I, I wasn't particularly it enthused. Just doesn't look as cool. <laughs> yeah, I just I thought with Venetis's one, and because Venetis is probably a more, well, in my opinion, probably a more popular villain. Um, I used his yeah, one no, instead. And I'll I'll back that statement mm-hmm. for sure. I, don't get me wrong, I do like Young Xehanort and stuff, but I think just oh, yeah. maybe, I think just people like imagining kind of an evil version of Sora. It's just it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, I'm with you. Yeah. By the way, I should probably mention uh, just to kind of throw out to like Dorai Library, who have been like doing the 3D printing. They've been absolutely brilliant, and my friend volunteers there, and he's helped me like do the kind of 3D models for it, and it's, they've done a superb job. And they're currently um, printing the rest of the um, mysterious towers for the hotels and nice. printing the, the chess pieces. I had originally done the Sora piece and it, 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 the majority of it worked out really well, but there were some bits that got a wee bit flaky and not as refined. So I ended up like sure. refining that model and then applying it to the other one. So hopefully with this um, new 3D print, they should all look really nice. No. Yeah. I think, especially when you're doing a first run, their flaws are bound to happen. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that, as, a, as a test, as a mock-up, as a test board, I think that it's all coming together so well. Mm-hmm. That the um, the Sora piece was the very first time I ever had an experience with the 3D printer, and it was just even though um, it was a bit flaky at first, it was just astounding just to see it actually made since I just made it on the computer. And it's amazing technology, really. It, it's fantastic. I think I went there a few weeks later on just to see them doing the Wayfinder. I actually took a video of like it making one of yep. them. And, and anyone listening, you can find that on his Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it, it's honestly astounding. I honestly, it's, it's it just looks as if it's like the pinnacle of its like possibilities and stuff. I just only imagine. Um, what it'll be like in 10 years time that it won't be as slow and it'll be able to make things perfectly within like about 10 minutes or something like that it's just yeah it's pretty amazing it's really cool yeah no i agree so uh is there anything else you'd like to mention about it before we wrap up i don't know if i've got anything i've still got like a few things probably to kind of post as far as like updating and stuff but it really just to kind of say to anyone who's like only heard about it for the first time or even people that do know about it just to show the support because i will as i said i will be contacting hasbro disney and square enix in the hope that something can be arranged and it can be made official but so any support that anyone can give as far as like retweeting it and interacting with the comments would be superb and backing me up when i take it to them absolutely for sure yeah. i think more fan interaction more fan interest will definitely go a long way and yeah saying, and hey people want this yeah i think I've, <laughs> I've been looking back at some of the comments and i think the most frequent ones are either comments that say like i need this in my life or there's the gift from futuramas like shut up and take my money <laughs> yeah 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 for sure <laughs> i agree heartily so people can fall or can like and retweet and share and stuff. Where can people find you on Twitter or anywhere for that matter? Um, so on my Twitter, which is probably where I kind of post most of the kind of Monopoly stuff, um, mm-hmm. it's just Hankinson Andrew. So it's H A N K I N S O N for Hankinson, and then 
you probably know how to spell Andrew. And <laughs> and I think that's the same for Instagram and Facebook. But for the cool. for the Monopoly specific ones, there's a hashtag. It's just KH three Monopoly, and you'll be KH3 able to three Monopoly. Yep, and you'll be able to see all the stuff for it there. Beautiful. I'll I'll leave a link to your Twitter in the show notes, mm-hmm. and I can leave a link to the hashtag, or mm-hmm. I'll I'll leave the the hashtag in the show notes as well, so people can check that out. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you so much again for having me. It's been brilliant. Oh, man, that's awesome. Like, I've only, most of the guests I have on are friends, <laughs> family, or friends of family or whatever. So yeah. you know, they're usually acquaintances of some sort. I think you're the second, maybe third guest I've had on who I didn't know previously. Mm-hmm. And this is such a cool thing to talk about. And I, I love what you're doing. I know. Keep I, it up. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad that you aim, so aim for it as well. And uh, yeah, it just is even more encouraging. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. Yeah, keep keep what keep doing what you're doing. Oh, it's do. great. <laughs> <laughs> like if you had a Kickstarter, I'd back it. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, but again, probably not a good idea because cease and desist. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been episode 21 of Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff. You can find the show on Twitter at ChaosCast, and you can find me as well at Zachary P. Lyons. Chaos is a part of the Nerd Pals Network, which you can find at nerdpals.network, and by searching for Super Nerd Pals on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. That's right, the Nerd Pals Network has officially been accepted onto Spotify, so that's one more excellent platform you can catch our shows on. Super Nerd Pals and Kingdom Hearts and other stuff share a feed together, and later this month, on March 21st, my new limited-run show, Wonderful, a celebration of Pokemon Snap, will be joining them for its limited 8-episode run. Just search for Super Nerd Pals on any of those platforms to find all of them in one handy-dandy spot. Thanks again to Andrew Hankinson for joining me, and to him and Project Estadi for allowing me to use their beautiful theme music. Check out more of Project Estadi's music at projectestadi.bandcamp.com. Thanks again for listening to Kingdom Hearts and other stuff. May your heart be your guiding key.